What's up, rockers? Welcome to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast, where we geek out on all things rock and roll. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Leave us your likes and comments. You can also leave likes and comments on our Facebook page. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram at TalkLouder underscore podcast. And of course, our website, TalkLouderPodcast.com. I'm Metal Dave, along with my co-host, Jason McMaster. And today's guest is one of my favorite people in the business. We've got Johnny Martin from L.A. Guns on the show with us today. And uh, we've been trying to make this happen for a long time. But as you're about to find out, Johnny's a very busy dude, um, even outside of L.A. Guns. He, he stays very busy with a number of projects. Uh, so getting his schedule to line up with ours has been tricky. But we got him today. And uh, he's just a great guy. I met him at South by Southwest about 11 or 12 years ago. And he was playing at the time with Jesse Mallon. And after the show, he and I got to talk and we were complete strangers at that point. But we just kind of started talking and hit it off. And he said, you know, let's trade phone numbers or emails or whatever it was. And we'll stay in touch. And I thought, you know, he's just being nice. And this is one of these things that people say in conversation. But uh, he kept his word. And to this day, we text each other and we've, we've been friends ever since. And he's a great guy. And if you follow him on social media, you know he's a joker. He's got a great sense of humor. And a lot of that comes across today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if Jason, Jason, you hadn't met him until today, but. Uh, well, the, the, you know, it's kind of one of those things like quite a few of our guests where where I am on the bill, but we're playing different days, festival type situations. And so yeah. paths never get crossed, you know, like they're they're playing. But then there's a lot of times where they're playing right right before us or right after us. So yeah. and it's still we're still coming and going and moving gear out of the way to let you know what I mean. So sure it's work so you're not just like mingling with people that you know people think that i mean i've opened for the scorpions a couple times never met anyone in the scorpions right see right. what i mean so it's like oh i bet you were hanging out with klaus no <laughs> not hanging out with klaus <laughs> no. um, it just doesn't work like that because it is work you know so um this was a great episode because uh he's high energy johnny martin la guns bass player uh, is not just the L.A. Guns bass player. He's got a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah. He He's basically motivated by music and yeah. um, is a fan of, of music. And music is the reason that he is who he is. So um, meeting people like that and, and getting to chat uh, closely with people like Johnny is... One of the many reasons we have a podcast, but it it gives me faith that um, I'm not, you know, I, you and I, Dave, are not the only one motivated by music when we get to meet like-minded people such as Johnny. So. Yeah, yeah. And real quick, just to run down his career before we start the episode, he's played with uh, Jesse Mallon. He played with the Chelsea Smiles. He played in Adler. That was uh, Stephen Adler's band, Post Guns and Roses, obviously. Um, Tiffany. He's, he's yeah. He's out with Tiffany, pop star Tiffany. He is. Uh, he backs her band, or he's part of her band. He and the drummer from L.A. Guns, the rhythm section. They they support Tiffany on the on tour, mm -hmm. and of course L.A. Guns. He's been with L.A. Guns now since about 2016, and he's been on all three of the uh, reunion albums featuring Phil and Tracy back together and those records are solid in my opinion so 
very busy dude, a very cool history, played with a lot of really cool cats. Frankie and the Studs. Frankie and the Studs, yes. Uh, Gilby Clark's daughter, Frankie. Uh, Johnny plays in that band as well. So, uh, yeah, a very busy dude. Lots of music going on. I don't think he ever has a night off. (laughs) It doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he even said we've tried to get him on the podcast four or five times, and a couple times he had to blow me off at the last second, and it was like... What an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, right? I mean... Whatever. Who? It's not every day you get a chance to be on the Talk Louder podcast. <laughs> and, and and me, like I'm just obviously I'm just joking around by calling him names. Yeah. Wait, you just gotta watch the, the you just gotta watch this episode and see uh, the rabbit holes we have all gone down here on the Johnny Martin episode on the Talk Louder podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We kind of we kind of look alike, Johnny. We got the aviators and the and the uh, you know the headphones on. Like exactly. Actually, you gave penis, me the idea. I watched one year old trap. I know. <laughs> oh, he gave you the. Yeah. Say again, Johnny. You gave him the idea, or Jason gave you that idea. Yeah, I saw um, one of the stills from your podcast, and Jason had the uh, these on. So when these weren't pairing, I was able to. Uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. I'm frazzled. I'm here. How are you doing, All right. guys? You look good. You sound good. Yeah. Thank we just, you. We just have a conversation, so we're recording already. Um, what's going on? Tell yeah. us. Tell us what your day. How your day started today? My day started getting up, taking a shower, then trying to pair my earbuds <laughs> with this goddamn Cause Zoom. Because it's early <laughs> out there, huh? Are you in Los Angeles? Yeah. It's uh. Okay. It's a it's a god awful eleven ten a.m. So I don't know why you guys did this to me. You'll you'll survive. Well, right. I'll tell you the truth. May I tell him the truth, David? Yeah. We are as soon as we hang up with you, we're on our way to to heavy metal parking lot. A la Judas Priest is playing in Austin, Texas. That's why I saw that David was taking his son as well. Correct? Yes, yes. that's right. Absolutely. So that's we're gonna rad. Go, we're going to go uh, scream for vengeance and ram it down. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I have never seen Priest. What? What? Yeah, hey, guys, I, I got to hang up now. I'm having oh, some difficult, <laughs> difficulties here. And, I don't, well, actually, my, my wife gets on me because I, I never saw Motorhead or the Ramones either. Oh, I got to go, guys. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who booked this guy? Conversation know, right? over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not even in a band. <laughs> It's, well, it's all it's all a put on. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, no judgment, no guilt. Uh, thanks for being here today. Yeah, um, would you, I, I judge myself for not seeing those bands. So <laughs> that's OK. We can still be friends. That's right. So let's talk about uh, all the great music you've been involved in. Um, let's let's start with the obvious, I guess. You've been with L.A. Guns now since about 2015, 2016? I believe 2016. Yeah, okay. So you joined in time for the Missing Peace record. You've also appeared on The Devil You Know, and now the latest album, Checkered Past. Plus. Um, all three great albums, by the way, in my not-so-humble opinion. Um and before that, you were in Tracy's band before Tracy and Phil reunited. Actually, yeah, because I was in Tracy's band as they were reuniting. And when they were putting the band together, I was asked if I wanted to play bass. And since they're one of my favorite bands growing up, I, I said yes immediately. 
And I'm glad that I did because things have worked out so well with their reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me how that works, because when the when the reunion happened, uh, the, the the resulting band was part of Tracy's band and then uh, Phil and at the time, Michael Grant from right. Phil's band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you, are, were you privy to the conversations that took place to determine how that group of people was going to become the new version of L.A. Guns? Was Do you know what the conversations that took place between Tracy and Phil that said, well, I'll keep your guy if you take my bass player or we got to keep my guitar player, but I want this drummer. How did that happen? I don't know if, uh, if, if oh God, it was so long ago. I wasn't privy to the actual conversations, but I believe that just Phil wanted a clean break and Tracy wanted Michael and Tracy wanted to use his rhythm section. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they asked each other about it. I mean, I mean, since their reunion, uh, everyone always thinks there's been this bad blood. But since a reunion, if there's anybody butting heads, it's never Tracy and Phil. Really? So, uh, yeah, they uh, they always uh, when it comes up to business decisions, they both talk to each other about it with management and everything else. So it was fairly simple. It was a, it was a smooth transition for Philip as well. And as with Michael. You know, the, that band, I mean, you saw that band, correct? Yeah, oh yeah. That lineup. Times. Yeah, a few times. Um, and, you know, it it just worked out perfectly. I, I don't even think they were long discussions about it. It was just a kind of a given. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, these are the guys. Yeah. Because I definitely know that neither one of them wanted to, to work with their previous drummer. I mean, for, for whatever reason, because you'll hear different things from different people and in the press. But they just, you know, obviously don't work well together. Right. With that particular drummer. So, yeah. Are you talking um, about Riley? Okay. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know the guy. So, I, I, I have no opinion either way. So, right. That's fair. That's fair. And I'm not even a PC guy. I'll talk shit when there's talking shit involved. But if I don't know the person, there's no point. Right. So, if you if you can't, you can't. That's fair yeah. too. Although, although talking shit is fun. So, I hope we get <laughs> on that subject soon. So, well, let's start with Michael Grant then, since you want to. Uh, so, you know, I've talked to Phil a few times and I got his side of the story. But from your perspective, why was that not working out? I, I think, think by all accounts, everybody agreed he was a great guitar player. Oh, yeah. There's, um, no, there's no doubt about that. But obviously the chemistry wasn't working for some reason. No, I, I believe that he was just in a different headspace. Uh, this this isn't where I don't think he wanted to be, and it showed. Mm. Um, and you, you can feel that. And I, I'm, I'm I like to believe I'm a good judge of character, and you know I, I could feel it. He didn't want to be there, and you know that. And in turn, when you feel that kind of vibe from somebody, you 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 know he may not want to be there, and then you kind of don't want him to be there. It just even for the benefit of him, for his benefit. Right. You know, and it just, it, it was time, you know, and it, and it took us, you know, a couple little replacements to, uh, to find Ace. I mean, I always wanted him to be a part of it, but I thought that he was married. Well, actually he was married to Faster at the time. Yeah. Faster Pussycat. And uh, it's just the timing all worked out perfectly. Everyone always complains about the rotation of members. Yeah. I don't complain because it always works out in the end. You know, we had the interim, we had the little, we had the uh, Johnny Monaco and we had uh, um, Adam, Adam, Hamilton. Adam Hamilton, who's a sweetheart. Both yeah. of them. I, I dig them both. They uh, 
they had other things going on in their lives, you know, and we knew that it was just a temporary thing and everybody is still happy, you know, with each other. I mean, I, I text with Monaco all the time. I see Adam all the time and there's no issue with that. Yeah. And same thing with Coogan. I'm sure there's a bunch of things that we're going to dig into here, but you know, it's just, I'm oh, kind yeah. of getting the kind of the quick synopsis of everything. And then we could break everything down. Same thing with uh, Coogan leaving. He has other things that he wanted to do. We got Shane back. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, in the end, it all works out for everybody. Nobody seems to be disappointed. Do you think that Michael was suffering some kind of, I mean, you were saying he was acting like he didn't want to be there. Do you, do you attest that to possible burnout? Do you think he was feeling burned? No, out there's or? no burnout there. That kid's a music uh, making machine. I just don't think that, that he was stoked on the whole LA guns thing. Um, and now I'm not speaking for Michael. Maybe it could have been, you know, well, you know, he's a guitar player and he plays solos in this band. Tracy is that guy. Right. Although Ace, you know, they, they trade some things back and forth. It's awesome. But, uh, you know, I think, I think Michael was more of that, uh, uh, you know, the singer guitar player, you know, yeah, and yeah, everyone okay. always brings the egos into it. Like, you know, you know, Phillips ego, he was jealous. Nobody was jealous of anybody. There's nobody, right? you know. I think everybody, there was some initial thinking that because Michael was in Phil's band, uh, that it was Tracy that wanted Michael out of the band. No. And, and it turned out that Phil has told me himself that he was kind of the one that was having issues with Michael. But from the outside, from just the fan's perspective, it seemed like, you know, well, this was Phil's guy and now he's out. So it must be Tracy that pushed him out. But that turned out to not be true at all. Yeah, it's 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 a musical version of QAnon, you know? It's like all these different <laughs> stories and conspiracies. Um, it's great. I love watching it. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, because I'm friends with a lot of people in this industry and you, you see the rumors and sometimes those guys and I will talk about it and they'll laugh because you, you can't get angry. You know, you try to dispute it, but for some reason, even if it's coming from the source's mouth, they still won't believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I, you know, at first, you know, I try to argue with these people online and there's no arguing. It's just like, you know, with politics, even though I'm a nonpartisan person, if I start talking about one person that they don't like, I, I just start getting attacked either as a liberal or a conservative. So, and I'm neither. And when I tell them that I'm not, they don't know what to argue about anymore. Right. Right. They can't, they can't label me. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's funny. I love watching that kind of stuff, you know, and actually it builds better press for the band, yeah. which is always good. I mean, I, the cliche thing of bad press is good press, all that. I mean, it, it is kind of true. Um, unless you're a pedophile, then whoops, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask you while we're talking about the, uh, <clears throat> merry-go-round of members, mm -hmm. um, did you see uh, the band in its earliest inception? Oh yeah, it was great. Many yeah. moons ago with uh, with Paul Black. Oh no, I that's 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 a little before my time, but okay. I did get to see the classic lineup because I like I told you earlier, I was a huge fan of this band. Yeah, um, one of the best shows that I ever saw. Well, actually, at Long Beach Arena was pretty awesome, uh, but uh, it was Fun House. L.A. Guns and Guns N' Roses at Perkins Palace Nice in uh, Pasadena. I don't know if either of you guys ever heard or, uh, yeah, or, or, or mm. been to uh, Perkins Palace. It was a great spot. And uh, 
that was just an awesome night. Guns album had just come out, so they hadn't really broke. Yeah. Uh, but LA Guns was on fire. And they were the few times that I saw them, but there were a couple of shows that really stood out in Long Beach and 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 uh, uh, Perkins Palace. Yeah, the that's that, the first. So that's the first album. Did you see him on Cocked and Loaded as well? I want to say yes. Okay. Because uh, because at those those times, you know, I, I didn't really follow what albums out. It's just like, oh, this band's playing. Let's go see it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, at that time, you know, I. Uh, there were just so many shows in town. I tried to go to as many as possible, just as I do now. So obviously, but not, I mean, but that's like, how did you miss Motorhead and Judas Priest and the Ramones? But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's okay, man. You don't have that's, to beat yourself up anymore. That's well, yeah, you, I do. My wife does believe me. No, no like, feel, don't feel bad. No, uh -huh. <laughs> I got to go, but <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. Um, so you got a tour coming up this summer, LA Guns, Faster Pussycat, Tom Kiefer's band. Um, so what's the status of your lineup now? Because I know that Shane was back, but I under, I understand he was back on a sort of a temporary basis. Is he going to do the dates with you this summer or does that remain to be seen? Um, I want to say yes, but we haven't discussed it because, you know, he works with Kanye. So, uh, all right. As an engineer, that's Phillip, one of the Philip was that? telling us about that. Yeah. Yeah. He won a Grammy. So he left LA guns to win a Grammy. So I think that was, uh, you know, a few years ago. So I think that was a good decision. And I believe he's nominated. Shane is nominated for another Grammy. So, but I believe that he can take some time off cause he can delegate the, uh, work to somebody else because he also heads the production for, uh, for uh, Kanye's, or sorry, Ye's, um, <laughs> yeah, let's gospel, Jesus is King stuff. Uh, you know, those big gospel shows that he has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shane has a lot to do with the production of Head Net Up. So I wow. think he can delegate that to somebody else. Uh, but I, I want him to do the tour. If not, you know, we, we've got a couple of friends that'll help us out. But once again, rumor mill will start, you know, if that happens and whatever. Uh, it's still going to be a great show. We're going to make sure, you know, it's going to be, you know, we're, we're friends with everybody who's been in the band since I've been in it. Yeah, man. You that's not, maybe, not well, maybe not, maybe not Phil and Michael so much, but, but yeah, not everybody can say what you just said. I mean, Oh, I'm friends with everybody who's been here and might come back, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're you're now uh, at this point. Besides Tracy and Phil, you're the you're the lone standing member. You know, um, so there's you know we talked to Phil. We had Phil on the show, and uh, when I asked him about the bands merging uh, and how the question I just asked you about how to how was it decided that these guys are going to join this band, etc. Uh, Phil said that he almost felt like he was joining your band. So he's that, that's what he was telling people for a while. Yeah, yeah. that's. He spoke very highly of you and, and, and not just gotcha. as a player, but uh, obviously, you know, you're someone he can live with in the van that's rolling around the country on tour. And that's that's critically important, of course, too. So, oh, let me correct you. You know, funny enough, we have not done a van tour. So but yeah, but I know what you're saying. Um, we I do get along. the RV. It, well, Remember that? That was on the Tracy run. That okay. was. Yeah, that was <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But um because I, I don't even think it was street legal, <laughs> uh, you know, so. Um, but yeah, that's the thing, too. We don't kill each other on the road. And like I mentioned before, you know, Phil and Tracy never butt heads. And 
Yeah, everybody. I mean, at this point in my life, uh, you know, this is what I do for a living and I'm not going to leave home, leave my wife and my cats um, to go on the road and be miserable yeah. just for money. You know, I could do that, you know, in, in any band. But uh, this this these guys, they're like family, just like with other projects that I work with. You know, I try to make sure that it feels like a family vibe and it's not just for a paycheck, although those do come up, which is yeah. great. You know, I got to make a living. Sure. But if I'm leaving home, I definitely want it to be with people that I get along with and actually love as human beings. That's the only way to roll. And, you know, I think sometimes when you're younger and you're doing you're doing that, you sacrifice comfort in any definition of comfort because you're either too young and dumb to realize that right yeah you've done it so yeah assholes to you and not Uh treating you what you're worth and or whatever it is you know right treating each other badly or because you know the road is can be bad enough when you when you ain't making shit and then for you guys to start being assholes to each other so the fact that that we're all a little bit older this kind of stuff is even much more important Right. You just have your sanity the whole time because you're actually out with your family. Exactly. You know, and I've I've done uh, the Chelsea Smiles. Actually, we did a uh, with Todd Youth. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, we did a van tour and then uh, we were in a van with in the wintertime going from Seattle to Idaho to pick up a show with Reverend Horton Heat. And speaking of heat, there was no heat. <laughs> in the van and this was the dead of winter and it was snowing and the tires were bald and we had to go over that big pass from seattle to uh to idaho and we almost died a few times and uh but we uh but we laughed about it because we all loved each other that was a band of brothers as well yeah and what's funny is is that we stopped on that tour we stopped at a truck stop and he called management uh and management at the time was paul gorgano Oh, yeah. If you guys know Paul from yeah. Metal Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he calls Paul and I hear Todd. He's like, okay, should we, should we keep going? And he's like, mm-hmm. all right, great. Okay. Paul says we should go for it. So we finally get to the venue where Reverend Horton Heat is. And we found out that Paul said, dude, do not get on the road. Your life is not worth this. You know, your safety is more important. <laughs> so yeah, Todd basically talked us into going to the, you know, forging ahead. <laughs> I it worked it. out. It was wow. a great show. Man, so. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I know Paul. I, I used to write for him when I was writing for Metal Edge uh, many years ago. Um, and I, I want to talk about Chelsea Smiles a little bit. But uh, before we leave L.A. Guns, I wanted to also ask um, the three albums that you're involved in. One of the things that Phil had told us and, and you've told me as well is you're not only valued as a player and as a person, but you're also valued as a songwriter. So how does it go about, how do your contributions come to the table and how does it get hashed out about, you know, uh, yeah, this is a, this song's a keeper. Uh, Cause I need, you're in a band with two strong personalities, um, right. Phil and Tracy, and they are sort of the, the name brand, if you will. Uh, but you've managed to get some stuff uh, on the record. So tell us how that happens. Well, how that happens is I, I come up with a slew of songs and then I'll send them over to Tracy and then him and Phil will actually start working on stuff. And whatever they gel with is, you know, is what sticks to the wall, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, 
it, it's their thing. So if, uh, you know, if they have a majority of the songwriting on it, I don't worry about it. I'm just blessed to actually get something on. It. I didn't even expect that. That's the thing too. On that first album, uh, I have one song on that record. I didn't expect to have anything. It's cause it's their band yeah. and they do great, you know, uh, out of the one you know, song that I wrote, the other ones are amazing. You know, so I, I've never been that kind of person. Like, yeah, they got to use my song. And if it gets rejected, I'm pissed off or sad. Um, you know, because I'm all about all about having a good album. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like with the playing, you know, I mean, I could play lots of different genres of music, but I can dumb it down, so to speak, with certain, you know, certain bands I've been in, if it if that's right for the song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, you know, I have the one song on the first album. I believe I have two on Devil and one on this last one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So pretty much I just come up with the ideas or I come up with a full song musically. I don't do lyrics and I, I send it off to Tracy and whatever happens from there happens. Is and the, I've l luckily I've had something on every album. Is the is your song on, on the latest album? Is that Cannonball? That's Cannonball. Yeah. So not only do you have a song on the album, it was the, you know, a single. I so, think it was the lead single. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. So. So you're yeah, right. Oh, don't don't think that I was stoked when I was here and it played on the radio, you know. And, and <laughs> nobody I'm, wants I'm, that. <laughs> I know, and that feeling's still the same because I've been doing this professionally since '97. And actually, I was played on the radio before I was doing it professionally, but uh, and that feeling's still the same. Yeah, you know, at least for me, it just never gets old. You hear something on, you know, that you wrote, that you had, you know, you created on the radio and it's just the best feeling in the world. I feel like I'm 16, you know, all yeah. over again. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I have a question real quick. Yeah, uh, go ahead. When you're, Please. when you're contributing material and it's not lyrics, is there like a melody you're suggesting? Is it just no, a couple of no, riffs? I or? just, I've, I've always, everything that I've always written from the time that I was in this ska punk band called Cousin Oliver back on MCA in 96, uh, I've always just written music and it's always worked out, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, it's always just been the music. Okay. So, uh, I tried lyrics, I've tried lyrics and, uh, God, I don't even know of a good pun or analogy. Uh, it's just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I can... You don't like it. You there, personally don't. Oh like God, it. no, yeah, you no, no, no. I've never been. Yeah, this is rad. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff well, like well, stuff like she's walking down the street with no shoes on her feet. I don't know that dumb. That's how stupid it is. Yeah. You know, I don't even like interviews because I don't like the way that I talk. So my speakage is horrible. The, the speakage. The speakage. Yeah. Well, the, the the you know when you're. When you're submitting music or, you know, a chord progression right. with, you know, maybe there's a walking bass line, maybe there's something that's suggesting a melody for Tracy or Phil, probably Phil, to hear, to actually, you know, something to bubble to the top that doesn't right. suck, that for him to put over, you're, you know, I feel like the music has to inspire the lyricist, the singer, oh, or... Right. or or the lead, even the lead guitar player. It's like, oh, that's I, I'm gonna. I hear a solo over that. There has Ex to be exactly. And yeah. I, I write music. I notice that parts of music kind of stand out. I guess you would call them a hook. 
or something yeah. that grabs the singer. Uh, I noticed that, um, well, let me uh, digress a bit. When I write songs, especially with the, with the LA gun stuff, there's a lot of stuff that I write that is not LA guns, but I'll submit that. Sure. You know, and cannonball, you know, is one of those types of songs because, you know, that's what, obviously that's the one that stuck with them. And that's the one that's on the album. Um, but if, you know, sometimes if they'll come up with a melody line, I'll still turn around and go, Hey, work with that a little bit more, but I don't come up with the initial melody line at all. It's just never been a thing. But like you said, the walking bass lines, something within that music inspires them to, to come up yeah, with it. To, to your credit, to your credit, I feel like the, the barrage of chords and whatever it is that, you know, the, the, the soup that they're going to put spices into, you're coming up with that. And that's right. inspiring them to make it taste a certain way. Right. And, and I, I think that it can be a thankless job sometimes. For instance, you know, when someone gives me, here's 10 songs, and I'm supposed to write lyrics and sing, right. find melodies over these 10 songs. And let's say two of them inspire me and the rest of them just kind of like, kind of melt away right. and then the phone rings and like yeah these these two are great where's the rest of it and i said well send me some more because those didn't do anything right for me. doesn't mean those songs are bad no that's by exactly no means right. that's right. exactly right they could give those five six seven to a different singer and they might be like oh yeah and then they'll be better than the shit i came up with so it just mm -hmm. depends on the um where you're at, where you're at in your head, what, what you feel like singing, what you feel like writing about, especially when you have, I mean, in my mind, I feel like I know what an LA guns record needs to sound like. Right. And I think you do too, of course. Well, so, I, I was going to yeah. argue that, you know, Johnny's talking about, he, he writes stuff all the time and some of it, he doesn't feel is LA guns type stuff. And, and I would argue that, uh, you never know what's going to be L.A. Guns type stuff. Right. That's because why I still send like, them. That's why I still like send another, them. Se another season in hell or uh, the floods, the fall to the rain or something like that, you know, and it's like there's a lot going on. I mean, obviously, the L.A. Guns is known for the the bangers and the and the sleazy cock rock kind of stuff. But there's there's some depth in, in those records that, you know, uh, even the title track to The Devil You Know kind of a bit of a surprise maybe for some listeners. So I would say throw everything at them and you never know what's going to stick. Well, that's what I do. I mean, there are some that I just know immediately that, you know, I'll write something more electronic sounding that sounds like Devo meets Gary Newman, you <laughs> nice. know, but, but, you know, obviously those songs are just not going to fly. But then again, you think of something like Alice Cooper clones, you would have never have thought that that would have been, an Alice Cooper song, but that just happens to be probably in my top five Alice Cooper songs. Yeah. yeah the special forces and Dada records that right. Alice did. I fucking yeah. love both of those. And they're like, he's trying to be Devo and he's got the guitar player from Elton John on it. And it's just quirky as hell. I love those records because he's like taking chances. He's kind right. of creating his own. He's reinventing himself. Is what it is. I think that it's great that LA guns can, you know, be wide open to you know your outside ideas your ideas about uh about what it doesn't have to sound like an la gun song until you know LA guns does it exactly, exactly. yeah and, and that's the thing is everybody respects each other in this band i mean once again the fans don't even think that or not the, it's not even fans you know it's the, i guess you would call them trolls sure. yeah 
I don't know. Uh, you know, I think it, it just, some people just don't understand. And they, you know, they had this uh, preconceived notions and they're going to, once again, I'm going to reiterate that, you know, they stick with that. You can't change their mind on it, no. but everybody respects each other in this band. And there's, there's, uh, there's never any uh, henpecking, you know, going on. There's no, there's, there's, you know, a slight totem pole. It's their band. Sure. Yeah. You know, but you know, you're, when it comes, you're, re you're respectful to that and you get the equal respect yeah. because of that. And, right. And, and there are times, and, I, and I'll say this, you know, it's like, you know, when it comes times for like new rehearsals, I tend to be the music director because, you know, everybody's yeah. got a bunch of stuff going on. That's just because I'm good at that, mm -hmm. you know, and Tracy respects that. I'm not stepping on his toes. I just happen to know that, you know, a certain bass drum goes a certain way with, you know, with certain songs and he's concentrating on, you know, relearning the guitar parts of the album. We're all relearning the stuff from the records, you know, I mean, you know, what we just had a handful of shows and played some new songs. I think the last show, we finally got the new songs, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it had time to go home. <laughs> right. Exactly. Had it, had it been a regular tour? Cause sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll bust out the new songs when there's a tour. So we've got, you know, that week under our belt and then everything is going to sound great for the rest of the tour. Yeah. But this has been, it, it was like two shows and then, a, a, you know, another weekend or two. And then it was two shows again. You know, it's like finally the second show, it's like, oh, we're stopping. You know, <laughs> you, you finally get it. And, yeah. uh, but the new shows, I mean, the new songs have gone over great at these, uh, these latest shows. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid album. You're, you're on a roll as far as but, I'm concerned. But some of those songs don't translate well live. I mean, like with, uh, I remember, uh, you know, we, we did some songs off of Devil and, and Missing Peace. We tried them live, just never went over. They were great album tracks. Yeah. Amazing. Live. And it's not that it didn't go over well with the fans. We just didn't even feel it was like, nah, this isn't vibing. Yeah. I, I think any band can say that about their catalog. You know, there are songs you that, that were great on the album and you're very proud of them, but the, the, the live environment is a very unique animal. It's all about energy and, and the interaction with the fans and the connection. Right. And sometimes uh, great album tracks don't have that. And, and it's... Well, see, and see, and that's why I'm mentioning it here, because some fans don't realize that. They're like, oh, why don't they ever play that? You know, and... Yeah. Happens all so. the time. Yeah, you know, and, oh, and man, it just, you guys, I, I, great show, but you didn't play my favorite song. Well, what is that? And they tell you, and it's like, well, that one's never been played live, and I'm sorry to tell you, and never will see the right. light of day. So, yeah. So and we'll you never know why. So when you when you signed on for this band, did you honestly think Phil and Tracy would last for three albums and still going? Well, was there any was there any trepidation in the back of your mind thinking this well, is going to be a short term thing? No, the thing is, uh, once again, you know, I, I don't believe all the rumors, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like sometimes I'll watch Fox news and sometimes I'll watch CNN and whichever story they're both telling, you know, is probably the truth, you know, cause they tend to be opposites with, you know, and that's the same thing with all the rumor mill, you know, I, I don't believe anything that anyone says. So I never knew anything really about their feud. You know, I, when I was playing with Tracy, they had already played a show together thing a year before so i just knew them as friends already use his audio what's up oh, we're good you, we're good you good oh, yeah we're good dave can you hear me yeah can you hear us david i guess he can't hear us anymore yeah i can't but see this is where we talk shit 
Oh, yeah. there he is. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I had him well, a- hey, Dave, I had him the whole time. So since yeah. it's recording on my stuff, we're good. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Uh, where were we at? So, yeah, I only, I never knew them during, was it, was it a feud? I never knew them when they didn't talk. I just knew them as friends, Yeah. you know? Um, so there was never anything in, 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 I guess, in the front of my mind, there was never anything, any thought about how long will this last? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, there's never been like, oh no, or the, when are they going to blow up at each other? Right. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I think it's just, uh, you know, age and respect for one another and where you are in your life. And like you said earlier, you get to a certain point and you just don't have time for the drama. You know, it's either going to work or it's not. And you're not going to suffer if it doesn't. You're just going to pull the plug and go. Just like, you know, what? there have been family members uh, in my life that I've had a falling out with for a few years, you know, and then, you know, we start talking and hanging again and it's better than it's ever been. You know, the relationship, it's going to happen. You know, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it's, it's, you know, it can happen and uh, it could all turn out for the best. Like it did with Tracy and Phil. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy for you and happy for the band. And as a fan, I'm happy for the fans because I, I, I'm a huge fan of those last three records. And I think anyone that uh, stopped listening to LA guns years ago needs to do themselves a favor. Well, cause I, you know, I know what you're saying. Cause I was a fan as well of this band and you know, I'm, I'm glad with how everything's turned out and we're a fan of the fans, you know what I mean? Cause they're digging the new stuff. And I can't wait to go out on, on the road again with this. It's Tom Kiefer and his band's amazing. Have you seen yeah. Kiefer solo? It's no, been a little bit, but okay. Yeah, his band Billy the bass player. He used to play with Ryan Adams, and it's funny. And this is in no disrespect to anybody in uh, that's ever played with LA Guns, but when I talked to Billy the first time we played with Kiefer's band, he was doing a little research on who was playing with LA Guns now, as everyone does. Like who's in the band? <laughs> um, and Billy's like, oh, you know, I saw that you were the bass player. He's, oh, thank God, you know, he's a he's a real bass player. Because I played with Jesse Mallon and Jesse and Ryan Adams, you know, because he was Ryan Adams' bass player. You know, they had worked together as well. That's right. I met David at a at a Jesse Mallon show. Yeah. Well, we're at 12 years now because South By is going on right now, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, we met at South By Southwest. It was the – Jesse was touring the Glitter in the Gutter album. No, and- no. Uh, Love It to Life. Oh, was it Love It to Life? Yeah. Oh, I had I had him sign the glitter in the right. glitter. Because it was Je- Jesse Mallon and the St. Mark Social. Yes, that's right, right. So, yeah, I went to the gig because I was a Jesse fan. I'm still a Jesse fan, but I went to go see Jesse Mallon. I didn't know who Johnny was, but Johnny and I ended up talking after the show. That was at was, the rooftop, correct? Yeah, it was on that rooftop gig mm-hmm. down on 6th Street somewhere. And we started talking and, and Johnny's like, hey, you know, let's give me your phone number, your email address or something. We'll stay in touch. And I'm thinking, you know, he's just being nice. It's one of these things that people say in, in polite conversation. <laughs> and here we are all these years later. And, he, you know, he, he kept his word and he has stayed in touch. And we, and we, we you know, we text each other now and then. And uh, I, I, I send you was- I send you new music. 
He before does. I'm, before I'm supposed to. Yes. I, I've probably when heard. I'm, when I'm specifically told, do not share this, <laughs> I share it with David. Yeah. He knows he can trust me. I think I've heard the last three L.A. Guns albums six months before the public heard them because uh-huh. he sends it to me on, on on my phone. I'm really glad that you're sending him because then I get them. Because, you know, even though he promised everyone, it promised yeah. he wasn't going to give them to anybody, he gives them to me. It's not true. Don't believe <laughs> <laughs> No, I guard that stuff with my life because I appreciate that you're sharing it with me. And I know that you're doing that because you trust me with it. So it never leaves uh, it never leaves my possession. I the may cool, let someone listen in on it, but I don't share the files. The cool thing, the beautiful thing about about that kind of sort of friendship that, you know, <clears throat> uh, uh, Johnny in a band that you respect and love and he knows that you are a journalist and you know, are probably going to review the record when it comes out. You probably already know what you're going to write about. You're already going to have these levels of, you know, these places that you're going to take an article or your opinions about what's going on. And, you know, uh, I think that that's fairly normal. Surely that happens with between uh, people who, you know, have that mutual respect to kind of know each other as far yeah. as journalists and guy in a band who can like float a few songs or, you know, promo the right. record without the label or the other bandmates sh- kind of a thing, you know? Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the junkyard guys do the same thing. They send me stuff and that, you know, that's what I mean. It goes, like, I, I get stuff. You do you the get same stuff. thing, Jason. Yeah. You yeah. send me stuff all the time. Yeah. The so. thing is I've, I, you know, I've been lucky enough not to really burn any bridges in this industry. And I, I sometimes I tend to forget that some of my friends are journalists. And then when I do remember, I'm like, Oh, by the way, this is off the record. I have to remember saying that yeah. because <laughs> It goes back to talking shit again because I do a lot of that, but it's only talking shit about people I know. <laughs> so, okay, <it's, laughs> good. Like now that I know Jason, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, right. How about it? Try Watch to find out. some dirt. <laughs> I know <laughs> exactly. There's not really even any dirt on me. You no, know? I don't think so either. I yeah. mean, there there is, but it's it's uh, it's something I'm going to laugh at. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so let, let's there's so much. There is so much to talk about. We're, we're going to have to we're going to need like because I'm just starting to wake up to this. Uh, <laughs> OK, we're, we're what? Almost a half hour in. Yeah. yeah. So we can, um, we can do it. We can do part two if we go if we needed like four hours or something. Yeah. Because yeah, the thing <laughs> yeah. is, it's like there's so much to talk about because I know that David wants to touch on uh, things and and certain bands that I had played with because yeah. I know that he was fans of them as well. Yeah. And right. some of the experiences that I had, cause some of the, you know, like back with Jesse Mallon. Oh, speaking of, I just did a benefit for Howie Pyro with Jesse a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got to play with a couple songs with Butch Walker, uh, Susie from L7 played a couple songs with her, nice. uh, Michael DeBar, which is pretty awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, no, it was a pretty, I mean, it was all awesome playing. And then kid Congo from the cramps and gun club. Wow. Yeah. Um, we did, uh, we did goo goo muck and sex beat with him and, and Clem Burke was on drums for all those songs. Holy shit. Which wow. was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. so, but you know, and then Jesse played with, it was basically a DJ uh, reunion without Howie. Um, I believe his name is James, a bass player for Jesse's band, played bass, and he's a sweetheart. Great. One of one of my favorite bass players now that I, I you know, even got to know him as a person. It made me even more of a fan. But there was a D-Gen reunion, and then there, uh, Jacob Dylan came up on stage with uh, with Jesse and Jesse's solo band. Wow. And, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, Jacob Dylan played my uh, one of my favorite songs. What is that? Uh, Three Marlenas, is it? I'm really yeah. bad with song titles. No, that's right. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, even with my old band, own bands, I can't tell you lyrics. That's a reason. Once I, I don't even write lyrics, I can't tell you lyrics of my favorite songs or of any L.A. Gun songs in all the lyrics, you know, of yeah. a song. Yeah, I can't tell you lyrics I wrote. But I can tell you every single nuance that's going on musically. So, yeah, yeah. From a triangle to a whistle. So how is uh, how is Howie doing? Because uh, that was a big deal that Ben he's, he's recouping. That's the thing. He's, he had a, a, the liver transplant. Yeah. And then he was recouping from that in the hospital. He went home for six hours and had to go back to the hospital because he had pneumonia due to COVID. Wow. Yeah, I think. I and saw he's, that. you know, did you see the video that I put up online? There was a video of him kind of telling people, hey, come to the show. It'll be great. Yeah, I do. You know, he looks frail, but he's alive, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. And I haven't heard anything like, oh, you know, he, his body's not rejecting anything. He hasn't turned and nothing's uh, gone for a turn for the worse due to COVID or anything like that. So. So good deal. You know, good. Well, the, yeah, the, exactly. Because I got a chance at what's that? The support he had was incredible. I mean, you and then all the lists of people that you talked about. And that was an L.A. thing. So a lot of people had to travel to be there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I was just happy to see such an outpouring of support for him. Oh, we and we did, too. We I mean, with the with the GoFundMe and that we re, we've raised a lot of money. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's for a good guy. I mean, the, the, the guy, you know, knew, knew Sid Vicious. So he's yeah. been in a scene for years. Yeah. And yeah. he uh, and he's always been I mean, cool with me. Um, when I was in Jesse's band, he was always a sweetheart. And then uh, D-Gen did some shows when I was in Jesse's band between 2010 and 2013. And uh, D-Gen got together. So uh, Jesse asked if I wanted to go on the road and uh, and drive them. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, and deal with merch. Kind of a, 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 a poor man's tour manager kind of yeah. thing and Howie and I roomed together, you know, and uh, cool. the only complaint that we had was I snored. So <laughs> I told him, I go, just hit me. And he did. So, <laughs> but, um, but so, a good yeah. guy. How did you end up with Jesse? Cause you're an LA guy. Jesse's a New York guy. How did that uh, long distance connection happen? Well, uh, Chelsea smiles, Todd youth. Cause uh, Todd is New York. Yeah. Jesse and him were friends for years and Todd was in Degen. Yeah. So uh, what had happened was I believe Todd was playing with Ace Freely and afterwards, you know, like everybody does when you play New York, uh, you go to one of Jesse's bars and they were talking. Jesse uh, gave Todd love it to life. Todd loved it. And it came time for a West Coast tour and Jesse needed a band. So we basically used the Chelsea Smiles rhythm section and Todd uh, as part of that band. Wow. And then we ended up doing a West Coast tour. And then that one West Coast tour turned into two to three years. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was great because I got to meet so many people. Uh, I'm a huge, you know, I just, some of my favorite, favorite bands came out of New York. Yeah, uh, and also came out of England, but came uh, uh, produced some of their best music when they lived in New York. You know, all those English cats, your David Bowie's and everything else and Rolling Stones. Uh, so the history there, I got to hang out in the East Village and I got to really know the history and see it 
and not just uh, something you'll find on Google. I got to hear it from the actual people that were there. Because yeah. I spent more time off the road in New York than I did in L.A. Uh, because there was no point in sending me back home for a week and then send me back to New York for another tour. So I spent a lot of time away from L.A. Yeah. Um, and thank God my wife's work at the time was based out of New York. So they would send her out there. So that broke up the monotony of not seeing her or else I wouldn't have Great. seen her for months. Um, and the reason I keep talking about her once is that she's my best bud. Isn't that right, kiddo? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, 24 years next month. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, anyways, back to, uh, where were we? Oh yeah. New York. I got to play with, you know, Bruce Springsteen on stage oh. with us. He did a oh, song yeah. with us. Uh, yeah. that's when I got to play on stage with Butch Walker. Although I had met Butch back in 2002 when I was in a band on, on Virgin who, you know, like, uh, you know, typical story, the album never came out, but I wrote all the songs for this band and, uh, and Both I was band. stuck. Band was called Crash Radio. Never, okay. never amounted to anything, but we did get signed. And I wrote uh, 90% of the music and I was stuck on a bridge. So the label hired Butch. So, so yeah. I got to, I got to write songs with Butch, which was kind of cool, you know, more wow. than kind of cool. It was actually awesomely cool. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so back to the Jesse Mallon band, I just got to meet a, a lot of really, really cool people. You for one, David. Yeah. Uh, you know, I met I'm a lot of cool. friends. Uh, yeah. You're all right. Uh, <laughs> I have another friend too. No, I spend more time with him than you do. So <laughs> we'll talk later. But does he give you naked hugs? <laughs> I, I guess so. Okay, that's a yes. This is when we want his audio to die. And of course, now it's just he's a. No, uh, he's speak for yourself. I don't want his audio to die. He's finally <laughs> telling, talking about things I want to talk about. But then, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Where do we want to go from here? We want to yeah, talk about I wanted Kiss. to go. I want to know uh, what was it like working with Steven Adler? Because you were in his band and, you know, obviously most people would think that that band is going to have a head start at success because of who Adler is and the whole Guns N' Roses thing. And I, I think it was pretty short lived and I don't know that much came out of it. So, well, that album came out of it. I wasn't on it. Pilsen was Jeff Pilsen. He played bass and produced it. And did you, you heard that album, right? I don't think I have heard it. No, it's, it's amazing. And some people, I'm only, you know, kind of just telling you on, on hearsay here is that some people had actually even mentioned that it was the best solo album from any GNR alum at the time. So this Whoa. was two, this was 2012, I think 2012 or 2013 when that album came out. So uh, yeah, the album was strong. It was great. It had potential to do something. Even Kerrang loved it. Kerrang hates everything. America. <laughs> Did you write on it? Yeah. What's that? What's that? Did you write songs for that? No, no, no. Uh, I was actually in Jesse's band when the songs were written. Okay. And I was on tour with Tracy Guns at LA Guns mm -hmm. when they asked me to play bass. So yeah, uh, back to the Tracy Guns and members really quick. We're going to jump back and forth. Uh, uh, Wikipedia, where it has listed all band members. I made Mick Wikipedia wikipedia twice as an la guns band member <laughs> yeah. so yeah fancy yeah there's a small handful of us adam hamilton shane fitzgibbon um but anyways uh 
Yeah, the Adler record. We had so many. It was on uh, Cent, was it Century? No, not Century Media. I forgot what label it was on. And we had tours booked. The press was rolling fabulously. We had tours booked. We did do the Kiss Cruise, Kiss Cruise 2, which was amazing. Yeah. And uh, that was great. And that's, uh, you know, with all the great reviews of the album... And the touring, uh, you know, we were we were slated to have a, a, a pretty good uh, run of shows and a, and a pretty good uh, working schedule for a, a good couple of years. But unfortunately, Stephen had some issues at the time that he had to deal with and uh, that kind of put the kibosh on that. And then we did just a couple of uh, we did a little Peruvian. We did Peru uh, in South America. It was, that was a couple years after the album came out. We did maybe, I think, three or four shows in Peru and a couple of other shows. But other than that, it just it, it really didn't amount to anything because I was already, you know, dealing with uh, some other things. I was really busy. I couldn't even do that anymore. So is it is it fair to say that uh, the, the band kind of ran out of gas because Stephen was still, you know, fighting his demons? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, and the excitement for it. I mean, we could have, you know, I guess... Uh, you know, rally the troops after he had gotten himself together. Cause he's cool now, you know? Yeah. But it just, it was just a little too late. We're like, you know, we, we had all moved on and, and uh, the excitement was just wasn't there. And, and, and I have to have that, you know, I'm yeah. not just going to do something for the sake of, you know, like, Oh, look, it's just, you know, it's a, it's an Adler show. Yeah. Um, but they're all great guys. And I still talk to all of them. So. Yeah. Well, like you said, you never, you haven't burned any bridges. So maybe there's something down the line, you know, now. That well, yeah. Is. And I've made good friends out of it. You yeah. know, I just like, I knew Lonnie ahead of time. I didn't know him this well. I had never known Jacob and, yeah. you know, Jacob and I are texting all the time and then we'll see each other once in a while around town and it's all love. Yeah. Uh, and Steven. J Jacob Button. Jacob Button. Yes. Yeah. I just ran into him on the Monsters cruise. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, I like him. He's a he's a true fan, you know? I mean, he was exactly. on the cruise and not even performing. He's just there because he loves rock and roll. Amen. Yep. And yep. he definitely he wears that fandom on his sleeve. I love it. That's you know? uh, I get along with him so good, and I think that we just have that in common. We're both kind of fanboy uh, about the things we love. And, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. So how did you get the, the Tiffany gig? So, so for anyone listening that that uh, that needs a little refresher, Tiffany was a huge teenage pop star in the '80s and kind of made a name for herself doing all ages shows at, at shopping malls and had a huge hit with "I Think We're Alone Now." And then she kind of disappeared for decades, as far as I know. Um, yeah, and she uh, you know she started a family. Yeah, right. Okay, you know she didn't yeah. stop playing uh, writing though. She didn't stop playing. She didn't play as much. So how do you get that phone call? How does that happen? This all goes back to Jesse Mallon. Wow. So Jesse. Yeah. So Jesse Thank had a European tour. Yeah, right. Jesse had a European tour when I was in the band. So I think I want to say this is 2011. And the band opening for us was a band out of New York called The Killing Four. Uh, two of the guys were American, two of the guys were English. And I hit it off with uh, the guitar player of the band. I hit it off with all of them, but the guitar player and I really hit it off. A guy named Mark Alberici. And he, uh, you know, we kept in touch through the years, even after I, I stopped playing with Jesse. 
uh, he ended up moving to Nashville. So whenever I'd come through on a tour in Nashville, you know, he'd come out to the show. And uh, probably about four years ago, he was coming to L.A. to do a Tiffany album. And uh, which surprised me because I didn't know that he was playing with Tiffany. And uh, he asked if I wanted to play a song on the record. And I, I said, yes. And uh, the, the recording was going to be the next day after we talked. But the night that he called me, uh, there was a jam night going on in L.A. You know, there's a couple of those. Uh, so I asked if, if him and Tiff wanted to come out, contact the people at the jam night. And they said, oh, Tiffany, does she want to do a song? And I asked them. And, and that night we ended up doing uh, GNR Sweet Child of Mine. So it was with Tiffany, me and Mark and a couple of other people who play the jam night. And then, uh, so we recorded the song the next day. Fast forward a couple of years, uh, she's doing a new album. They contacted me and uh, wanted to know if LA Guns, Sans Phil, would like to record a song on her latest album. And uh, so basically we did a uh, Rival Sun song, Keep On Swinging. And I actually just run it, ran into those guys at the Howie Pyro Benefit. Uh, I had sent them the song and they love it. So uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so LA Guns did a song on the new album. And then this past June, they needed a rhythm section. So they asked if me and Scott Coogan wanted to do it. So there we are. That's the that's the boring story, but that's pretty much it. So it all stemmed from knowing Jesse. Jesse, yeah. I think, is at seven degrees of punk rock separation to everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a good way to, that sounds like name of his book. Right, yeah. Yeah. seven degrees of punk rock separation, or yeah, it sounds yeah. like the name of his next album. That's sure. a great album title. Yeah, for Jesse. He, that, yeah, that guy. If if everybody knows Jesse, as everybody should. So how, like, how are the shows that? different between you know Tiffany's audience versus an LA Guns audience? How 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 different is that for you? Uh, you know what the the fans are just as passionate. You know, they, they know all the words and they'll, they're up there yelling and screaming. And sometimes I see tatted dudes that look like bikers singing along to every single song. Oh yeah. I'm thinking they're there for me and Scott. I'm all, Oh yeah. Okay. We got some, you know, some, some Chelsea smiles, LA guns fans in the audience. And no, no, they're, they're there for Tiffany. And <laughs> it's been great though. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's, that's like a family on the road as well. And uh, she has uh, some cooking shows online. And the cool thing is that sometimes when we're on tour, if we have a couple of days off, we'll, uh, we'll have an Airbnb and there. She's there cooking for everybody. Um, and wow. she's just the sweetest. And fun fact, because uh, uh, I grew up in La Mirada, California, which is right next to Norwalk, where she grew up. And we were both born at the same hospital. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, Johnny, Johnny's stupid always fun facts. He's always full of fun facts. If you follow Johnny on social media, uh, he posts fun facts all the time, and they they are pretty interesting. <laughs> and they're dumb. It's they're dumb fun facts, but 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 people people seem to dig them. Well, people love it. Like he was telling me, Jason. Uh, people dig dumb. That's fine. Uh, Johnny was texting. Welcome me to America. Yeah. He was texting me leading up to this episode, and I told him that we had Billy Rowe on the show, and, and he said, fun fact, right? Uh, uh, Johnny's wife. Uh, yeah, they've known each other since they were teenagers because uh, Billy went out with my wife's, one of my wife's best friends. So oh. they've known each other for a really, really long time. And Crazy. Uh, 
that was funny when, uh, cause I never really knew Billy Rowe when he was in Jet Boy, but when the Chelsea Smiles would do shows with American Heartbreak, mm. um, you know, Viv came to the show and she, she was like tripping out. And so it's like, every time we run into Billy now, I think he goes to hug her first. <laughs> instead of me you know as everybody does you know when they see viv but that's yeah i was gonna say that sounds uh, kind of normal it's yeah like, like it should viv that johnny way. viv johnny what you right, going right. to do yeah <laughs> but Man, uh, yeah so um so i always thought it was interesting that you uh you were doing this tiffany thing and uh and you continue to do it and it, it sounds like it's uh like you said uh, i kind of i even get the vibe as an outsider that it's kind of you kind of got a little family thing going on there with that group of people so mm -hmm. uh anytime you can put that on the road and make some money and have some fun i'm happy for you man so that's, that's exactly and the, the new album's amazing and i'm not even saying that because i'm biased uh, uh but it's there's some really good songs here. Yeah. I think it's I think it's the best stuff she's ever done. I think my favorite stuff in her earlier days is could have been. That was one of her huge hits. Yeah. Go back and listen to that. That's an amazing song. But this new album is really, really good. And Mark, uh, she co-wrote songs with Mark, who is her boyfriend as well, her guitar player. Mm -hmm. And I believe he co-produced the album. Um, and that's marks the guy you know that i i met through through jesse yeah um but uh and and i mean the album is i mean i've got some favorite songs that i listen to when i'm not even on the road you know i i'll actually uh oh i guess i'll get permission first um i'll send you some of the songs yeah. you know please do <laughs> <laughs> i didn't send you that i didn't send you the uh rival sun song I don't think so. I don't remember. Holy that. shit. Okay. No. I got to do that. Is Jason still there? Yeah. yeah I'm here. Still here. All right. Just checking. Anyways, Dave. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, it's just, it's just cool. I mean, you know, to tour with these people, I mean, she's, she's a legend, obviously. You know, I get the jokes from people, were you guys playing the mall? You know, and. <laughs> which I don't know why that should be a joke. That's actually pretty cool to freaking, I would yeah, love to I, play them all. I don't think that that's funny. I think that that's, you could say things like ahead of your time or going where, you know, it's like, sometimes I say you win your fans one at a time. Well, if you're uh -huh. at the shopping mall and they know who you are and you're there and you can draw a crowd, that's like putting on a free show during South by Southwest. You're now, gonna you know win, what? You're going to yep. win people over. I have not mentioned this, but I'm sure somebody has to her, but I'm going to say this on the record. Tiffany should do. Tiffany, if you're listening, Tiffany should actually do a couple of mall shows. I agree. Oh, that would be. Yeah. How rad would that freaking be? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would get a lot of press because she's kind of, you know, kind of going back to her roots and it would well, uh, and it would fly. Well, I know that with promo for her last record, she did like I, I believe she did Fox and Friends and and Good Morning America and stuff like that. That would definitely be I mean, well, with those shows, you got to usually do them on their stage, which is kind of cool because it's by Times Square and all that. Mm -hmm. But a show like that, not not just a show to have press, but have a show that you're booked on to do, but have it uh, remotely uh, uh, um, you know, filmed or cast yeah, broad, from broadcast. a mall yeah. location. Yeah. Um, um, like the, the mall of the Americas, there's, you know, there's the East coast and up North, right. there's a bunch of that stuff. 
where they could probably have a parking lot stage at the mall and it would totally be fair more like full staging but i but i really think in the mall to really just capture that nostalgic yeah. vibe yeah, yeah and mall yeah. of america could obviously house people oh you yeah. know oh yeah i've well, been there a couple of times as long as it's right outside chick-fil-a Yes. <laughs> and as long as I get free tickets to all the amusement attractions there, all the rides at Mall of America. Sure. I'm that guy. I just I, I went to Universal a couple of weeks ago for my birthday. I, I, I love me a good roller coaster and, and just a you know, we got what we've got Magic Mountain 20 minutes away. We've got Universal, which is not even five minutes from me. And then Disneyland on a good day without traffic. <laughs> this is LA. Um, I could get there in 40 minutes, you know? So I, I yeah, I'm, I'm off topic, but where were we? Fine. Yeah, this is, this is great. Yeah. You're, but, we know, we know where longitude and latitude, we know where you live now. So right? <laughs> pretty much No, that, that leads me, you know, you're talking about uh, you enjoy roller coasters and, and amusement parks and that sort of thing. What do you and the LA guns guys do on days off when you're on the road? What do you do to kill time or have fun or whatever? At the time we were working a lot. So not a lot. Yeah. You know, um, days off were spent resting because we're just working. And when we're not on the road, we're working, you know, Tracy's doing sun bomb, you know, and yeah. I'm, did you know I played on that record? I did That's, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not stroking my ego. I'm just letting you know, fun facts. Right. So. <laughs> You're, you're not yeah. sleeping you're working pretty much yeah you know just like like now i'm i'm still you know playing with frankie and the studs which uh jason i don't know if you know uh, it's uh it's a band with uh, frankie clark which is gilby clark's daughter oh that's cool yeah. and we started the band about six years ago but i had to leave because la guns got so busy mm -hmm. um but uh, we just did a show last week, which was incredible. Uh, Gilby's doing a residency at a place called the Bourbon Room in L.A. Amazing room. I had never been there. I saw, incredible. I saw uh, somebody who's on my news feed posted some pictures. They were, there was some event there. They were hanging out with Zach Wild uh, there at the, in the foyer in that room. It looks cool. Right. It, it's really, really cool. And uh, Gilby has his residency with, uh, well, that night, it was with uh, Kenny Aronoff on drums. Wow. Teddy's Teddy Zigzag on keys and Sean McNabb. And they were just playing some bluesy stuff, but bluesier stuff from the Stones. But, you know, uh, just just some really, really cool shit. And Frankie and the Studs, we opened that and we had Sam Bam Colton on guitar with us and uh, Jake Hayden. And they both played with Dorothy. Um and actually, Sam Bam also plays in Faster Pussycat. Right. Great guitar player, young guy, just just amazing kid. Well, I, I see him doing amazing things in the future. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's doing amazing things now. But back to this uh, is Frankie and the Studs thing. Yeah, so that's Gilby's daughter. Uh, we've been playing together for a while. And uh, we actually have a show next Saturday at the Roxy. Um, so I've been keeping myself busy with that and some other things around town, session work, just, I, I like to keep busy. I don't like laying around the house. No. Yeah. You know, if I'm laying around the house, it's with my phone and I'm doing something business wise with music. Cause I, I just have to keep something going. Sure. Yeah. 
you know, and then we got, we have the jam nights in town. Those are starting back up again. And those are great because I get to see all my friends and play with them. And then, you know, sometimes you get to play with somebody who's really famous and you're all, oh, how are you famous? You're really bad. (laughs) You know, well, famous doesn't mean good. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but, you know, I, I know. Who, who have you played with that was famous nope. that was allowed nope. to be vision? Nope. I thought you liked talking shit, man. <laughs> I, I didn't really know the person. So I, I told you, okay. I'll talk shit on people I know. Okay. That's fair. Right. That's fair. That's Where fair. can someone buy a Frankie and the Studs record? Is there a record? Uh, I believe she's got some. Uh, we've got, I believe she's Single? dealing with everything uh, 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 on, on her website. Okay. And what's really effed up, I'm a really bad bass player friend. I don't have that website. But uh, well, everyone I, out in Talk Louder Land, do some Googling. Frankie, Frankie and the Studs. Studs. Frankie Clark. And Tiffany. Tiffany. And, and LA Guns at lagunsmusic.com. There we go. Uh, but, uh, and Johnny Martin Bass yeah. on, uh, on Instagram. I don't know what the Facebook is, but it's That's a picture right, of me. They type in Johnny Martin Fun Facts. <laughs> they probably could. <laughs> At this because point. they have that when when you search in, when you search in Facebook, you know when you're looking for somebody, yeah. sometimes it'll have you know uh, tag uh, taglines of stories. Like if you put in penis, then it'll be like you know uh, uh, a list of people who have said penis in your feed, or put up penis stories. <laughs> not that I'm googling penis, you know what I mean? Of course not. <laughs> or, or putting up penis. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with penis. No, okay. It's okay to say penis. <laughs> so uh, tell me real quick about, uh, you, you mentioned the other day when we were texting, uh, you've got a project with one of the guys from uh, Bullets and Octane. Or, uh, ah, I believe this, is, this has got to be breaking news. Breaking is, news, uh, folks. Listen up. This, this is a, a world premiere uh, exclusive. <laughs> Nobody really he's, knows. He's super excited he's about it. He's kind of setting this up to. Yeah. Oh my God, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> um, a little sullen there for a second. <laughs> now, it's pretty fucking rad. Um, yeah. I'm working with Gene Lewis from Bullets and Octane. I'm not going to talk too much about it right now, yeah. but it's, it's pretty damn exciting. Uh, Gene sent me. Oh, Gene and I have been friends for a while because uh, his old drummer, Ty Smith from Bullets and Octane, ended up joining the Chelsea Smiles after Carl Rockfist moved back to Sweden to play with Michael Monroe. Right. Weird, incestuous, you know, thing. Uh, and then I met Gene uh, at a Jesse Mallon show because Ty, uh, who was in Bullets and the Chelsea Smiles, was also in Jesse Mallon's band with me. So Gene and I got to know each other. Uh, we had run into each other through the years. And about a month ago, I ran into him at a Frankie and the Stud show. Uh, his girlfriend's band was playing with us. And uh, he was telling me about his new music. So we exchanged uh, information. I contacted him. He sent me some new music that he played everything on, sang and played all the instruments. And it blew my mind. My mind is rarely blown. And I was blown away. And uh, and like I said, I'm not going to really talk too much about it, but I, Gene and I have been writing songs together and it's fun. Can you, it's, can you, can you give us a clue as to, you know, the overall sound? Is it what we would expect from you guys or 
Um, I, it's nothing. I don't. Uh, it, it 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 it's kind of what you'd expect, but uh, people are going to be pleasantly surprised. Okay, we'll yeah. leave it at that. Uh, do you yeah. have a do you have a working band names that we can look out for? Or? We do, but we're not going to discuss it just yet. <laughs> That's under wraps also. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the coolest enough. part and the moral here is, you know, Johnny, you're, you're, you're busy and you, you, you have found your way into these gladly into these situations where you can call these, these people, fine folk and family. Right. And you love them and you would, uh, you know, take a bullet for them and it, they're important to you. And I just want to commend you. There's obviously something very, um, um, solid about you and your talents. And it seems to me just in the stories and getting to hang out with you here on the talk louder podcast. Thank you. That, uh -huh. Yeah, of course that, and just getting to hang out and meet you a little, I don't, I don't know if we've ever met. I mean, I've seen, I've seen LA guns with you. I've seen LA guns without you. I've seen LA guns a million times toured with them, blah, 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 blah. But the point is, and I feel the same way about, about Adam, because Adam is this great, oh, positive, yeah. talented, friends with everyone, yeah. nicest right. guy in the room when you're there, da, 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 da. Yeah. And he's that so, kid's a saint. That yes. oh yeah, he is. We are. Yeah. But I'm I'm getting a lot of the a lot of the same vibe and uh uh you know that's it's just don't you don't you feel like you win the lotto? You know, you 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 have these situations where you you can't wait to go on the road because you're going out with people that you love. You can't mm -hmm. wait to write songs with your new songwriting partners because of all of this you know, it's rainbows and sunshine and unicorns and candy. And I think that there's something about you that's kind of All of, of those like things are on his rider, by the way. Sugar-free candy. I got to go keto these days. So I got to watch my girlish figure. You're emoting all of these great things. And I just want to <laughs> underline all that for people listening because... I, 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 I told you he's not as bad as you thought. <laughs> no, I thought he was this hardcore guy who just had some like piss and vinegar to throw around. But oh, nah, he's, he's, I mean, yeah, and you know, it's like with as much as I said I like talking shit, I guess I, 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 uh, I mean, I haven't found the need to just yet. I guess. <laughs> you know. Well, I can leave the room for a minute. <laughs> we were just about to when Dave's audio went out. So yeah, we were. Right. Well, we're gonna have fun with Dave. So yeah, yeah, man. It's just you know. Yeah, I love my life. I really, really do. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a famous rock star, famous, rich rock star. Am I famous in certain circles? Sure. Am I rich with love? I get, you know, I mean, I'm rich. Uh, I'm making a living. Yeah. Yeah. Am I struggling? COVID made it fucking hard. Yeah. COVID really raped my bank account, but yeah. my Are head's above. Happy? Are you happy? Am I a happy human? Yeah. yeah. I, here's a deal. I'm not unhappy, but right. I, I know I can be happier. You know, I went through, I've gone through a lot of shit in my life. I mean, it, it, you know, and it, it even came to a head one time when I almost had a nervous breakdown. Um, and I'll talk about this. I have no shame. And this is actually for people out there who have possibly gone through the same thing. Um, 
I was in a horrible, horrible place. And I had gone to doctors and therapists and trying to figure out what was wrong, tried certain medications, but it seriously came to a head one time where I pretty much had, it felt like a nervous breakdown. And I immediately, you know, went to the doctor uh, and, and we found a medication that worked for me and it changed my life. And in retrospect, I noticed that something has been going on up here since I was in high school. But no one ever diagnosed it properly. And ever since then, my whole point is that's the you know quick synopsis of, of that. Um, my life has never been better uh, physically, mentally, uh, uh, career wise. You know, I'm playing with L.A. guns, which, uh, you know, how most of those nostalgia acts are, 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 are a joke. That's where I'll start talking shit. Most of those bands just phone it in. They know, you know, they they look. Uh, their, their, their guitar techs look more rock star than they do. And, you know, I'm not talking about bands that just wear jeans and a t-shirt. Cause if you have charisma, you can pull that shit off. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I come from a school where bands look bigger than, uh, you know, larger than life. They're superheroes. You want to be them. Um, yeah. you know, and, and it, let's use LA guns, for example. Um, we give a shit about our audience and the fans enough to where they're paying to come and see us, we're gonna put on a great show. Tiffany, same way, she cares so much about her audience. She's not just gonna go up there and phone it in. It's not like, okay, I think we're alone now. You know, we played it a million times, so we're gonna play it a million more. Um, although the, the live is a, a version now is a little more aggressive because you have Scott Coogan and I Yeah. Um, of that. I mean, her, it's, uh, but my whole point is, it, it's really, really sad when I see some of these bands that we play with, because, you know, unfortunately, uh, or, you know, it makes sense we're going to be put on bills with those bands, you know, even though L.A. Guns is more relevant than most of them. It's, you know, uh, it, it is a nostalgia act, but it goes beyond that. But, you know, it is, it, you know, and we're put on bills with those bands from that era. Yeah. Um, and a majority of them. I'll even say that. It's not just some of them. It's a majority of them. It's like... You know, I, I, I get it. The fans want to hear the hits, but they just there. It's like they don't care. You know, yeah. I'm not asking them to try because, you know, to try to fit into the clothes that they 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 wore back in the day. Yeah. You no, know, but put some effort into it, you know, because these people, it makes them happy to relive their uh, uh, a, a, uh, an era of their life. Yeah. You know, that's why they're going there. They, they spend their days, they work 40, 50, 60 hours a week for that one night to get out and see that band that made them feel alive. And you go up there and you act like you don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just doing it for you so you can make some money, a quick pay grab. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I love the money too, but put some effort into it. I think you guys uh, hold a distinct advantage uh, in, in that regard. But I mean, the, the, the band looks great. You do put on an energetic show, but you guys are putting out new music. That's good. And a lot of your contemporaries aren't, you know, so right. you're Once touring, again, you've, uh -huh. you've got great albums, you're putting out great music. And a lot of the bands that you're probably touring with are living off of the albums that came out, you know, decades ago. Right. And, and I could, I, I, sometimes I can understand that there's a, well, well, actually some bands should just live off of that and don't put out new music. If it's not <laughs> you, good, you can make an argument for that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really fucking sorry, but 
you know, uh, what was I? I forgot what I was listening to. Oh, the new Def Leppard. What do you think? Well, I told you that I thought it's right. What do you think? Yeah, right. That's not bad. That's not a bad thing at all. And, you know, like I said on my post, I was a fan of the first two albums. We know they're amazing. Obviously, high and dry. Just incredible. That that one. Amazing. Yep. Uh, Pyromania. Great album. Everything after that, I was kind of losing it. And then after Steve Clark died, I just, you know, and it's no disrespect to Vivian because he's an amazing guitar player. Mm. It's just, you know, it, I, they just lost me. And then that covers album came out. Um, no matter what you, you know, that song, they yeah, redid that. And I was like, wow, that is freaking amazing. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I even said to myself, they should start putting out stuff that kind of sounds like that. And this is kind of along that line. Sure, yeah. And it sounds really, really good. But they were in that category of like, oh, don't put out any new music, please. Because it just wasn't, was it? But they did, and they did it right. And then what's funny is my wife and I, because, you know, she's, she, she knows more about music than I do. That's one thing that, that, that made me fall in love with her. She had, wow. you know, when we met, she had everything from Miles Davis to Minor Threat. Do we need to get know. her on the podcast? You need to get her on the podcast. <laughs> she should have her own fucking podcast with there you, you guys. There you go. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that like I played her some nostalgia. Ba- I don't like using the word has been. <laughs> I guess <laughs> not on the, not on a public podcast, I guess. Uh, that's why, uh, but uh, you know, so I was playing the new Def Leppard and I said, and, and as opposed to this band and I played some of this band's new music, a couple of them, a couple of artists. And she's like, Oh, you know, it's, and <laughs> you know, rocks, but what, what? Oh, I thought you, okay. Anyways. Um, I thought you said a name. But no, no, uh, no, no. I said okay. she was throwing rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, but their old songs are fucking awesome. Yeah. But it's like, oh, don't 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 put out the new, you know, like they should just stick with their old music. I mean, I can almost respect that more than them putting out music that's just bad. And I'm I know that I'm not saying the songs suck because the you know, uh because they obviously don't suck as musicians, you know, maybe somebody likes that music. Who am I to say that the band, you know, but it's just, in my opinion, is not as good as it should be, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, I um, well, th- I think that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying. You know, the other side of that coin is, you know, somebody, there might be someone out there that thinks, why is LA gun still putting out records? They're past their prime, and I would say they're putting out records because they can, and they're good records. And I think you that's know the distinction you're making. Now, here's the deal. I, I, I would like to think that I'm a pretty good judge of most music, and especially seeing bands live, because I've seen every uh, so many different kinds of bands live. Except the you know, I, Motorhead and Judas Priest. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost him. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're, we're losing you. <laughs> I've seen a lot. I haven't seen any. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> um, but uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, well, you're you a pretty good. Right ju- you were saying you, you feel like you are a pretty good. A lot of music. Oh, yeah. Music. If I wasn't in LA Guns and I was to see this band, this incarnation of the yeah. band, I would be like, wow, yeah. this this band does it better than a majority of the bands from that era. And actually a lot of a majority of, of newer bands live. Agreed. 
Exactly. Um, there's energy. Once mm-hmm. again, I'm going to reiterate, this is, a, you know, it's the term I like to use. They don't phone it in mm-hmm. or we don't phone it in. Yeah. Uh, we care. I mean, if, if we didn't, we, we really wouldn't be doing this. There's no point. Tracy's got a family. He's got a, you know, new, newish wife. It's only been three years now, I think. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Um, new, a new child, a new child. He wouldn't want to leave his home if, if, you know, if it wasn't, what it was and he he's, wasn't enjoying he's himself living in he's, europe right he's living denmark. in a half most of the time in denmark right he still has his place over here in the hills um which our 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 our, our tech fits is 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 uh pretty much living the lifestyle right now up there yeah. <laughs> uh and he deserves it that guy busts his ass he's fucking awesome um but uh yeah tracy wouldn't leave the family Marty just tracy's for, house ex- <laughs> That's, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. And, and you know, on the phone. coincidentally, on the phone. Coincid- you're buying plane fares right now. We'll see you there, Johnny. <laughs> hey, I'm, pull, I'm pulling out the invitation right now if you can find the house. Um, just text me before you get there. Look, and BYO, latitude, B- you know, if BYOB. BYOB. <laughs> so, um, coincidentally, though, there was a house literally 10 houses down that used to be the old Bella Lugosi house. And before I really knew Tracy, my wife and I would go there once a year because they would have Halloween parties. Ooh, nice. And cool. they don't have those anymore there. So I'm thinking while well, Tracy's away, you know, <laughs> to bring back those Party. memories. Sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, so he wouldn't, yeah, and I, and someone's always like, oh yeah, Tracy and Phil, they're just doing it for the cash grab. And you know what? No, because they're offered the cash grab all the time. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't see, I don't see what you guys do. As a cash grab. You wouldn't be putting out, again, I go no. back to the music. You wouldn't be putting out quality music three albums in a row if this was anything, if this, if, if this wasn't, if there wasn't more to it than the, the, the cash grab. Because you guys right. don't need to be doing this if you don't want to. And no. you're doing it because you enjoy it and you're giving the fans something to love. It's, it's quality stuff and you've done it three times in a row now. Right. And we got the two we got the two live albums and the Christmas EP. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We've been, been working very prolific in the last what, what when the missing piece came out in 2017. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Oct- o- I think about? that's what October of 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we I were in Japan. Were. That's right. We were doing Loud Park in Japan with Slayer and Alice Cooper. Far no. That That doesn't suck. No. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm glad. You, You've done uh, three, six releases of some sort or another in the span of five or six years. So that's amazing. Yeah, and and you know, and and this is not me saying it. They they've gotten they've gotten some iffy reviews, but I think those people were biased to a certain drummer. But um, fair. But the yeah. majority, I would say, ninety nine percent of the reviews have been positive on all fronts. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get those, if you can get those statistics on as far as reviews go, because that's just an opinion. Because I am that guy. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm the one who, because you know, I told you I had a little chemical imbalance thingy. Thank you, Lexapro, for helping me. Um, I'm that guy. That just, uh, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> right. Is there like does Lexapro sponsor? That would be kind of awesome. I don't know. Maybe you, you know, can make it, a phone call and and help us out uh, with a sponsorship. Hey, everybody always disses on Big Pharma, but have they ever worked with Big Pharma? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I'm gonna get such backlash on this from you're you're fine. You're fine. 
Yeah. You're no taking care of yourself. Anyway. You're, the bottom exactly. line is you're, you're taking care of yourself. But I'm, but I'm backing Big Pharma, aren't I? A little so bit. So we're going to get into well, it's, yeah. working, it's working for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you can't, yeah. you know, don't, don't shit where you eat, man. Right. So where were we now? Oh, yeah. Obsessing. I'm that guy that, you know, I used to obsess more before the uh, um, crazy pill. But um, <laughs> I'm that guy that looks up reviews constantly and then sends them in the band thread. You know, mm-hmm. I'll even send a bad one because we laugh at it because we know, well, let's see, there were 20 good ones to one bad one. Or maybe even I'd say even the ratio is more like uh, like 40 to one, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I am that guy. And and so I'm not saying that the reviews were great because I think the reviews were great. No, they were great reviews, you know. Right. And uh, so, yeah. Definitely, you know, we've we've worked hard, and that's the thing. LA Guns works hard. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel like you you guys make? Speaking, uh-huh. I mean, this is going to sound like I'm feeding into the cash grab, but it's not. Um, do you you guys make more money off of touring than record sales? I do. Yeah. And and I will say, uh, and I will say this. Uh, it. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah touring definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. T-shirt sales, merchandise. Oh yeah, the merchandise. Imme- I mean, because immediate I, immediate cut of the merchandise sale. Every you know, everybody after the house takes their cut. Sure. You know what's funny? It's like with a lot of these reviews. Um, I've actually heard this a couple of times. If there are negative reviews, it's like, oh, the album covers a rehash of their, you know, of their badge, the the logo. It's been done. You know what? It's the brand. That's why yeah, we o- that's we right. kill it with that. We overdo it with that. That's right. I want people to get sick of it. Yeah. You know? No, that's I, like I, saying that's like saying, man, I'm tired of seeing the the war pig, the motorhead logo. I'm tired of seeing that. They're not saying right? that. They're right. not saying that. Right. That's exactly. like saying I'm tired of seeing the Ramon circle. I'm tired of seeing that's bullshit. Right. It's your brand. That's your badge. That's your reality. That's that's like Iron Maiden all of a sudden not using yeah, using Eddie, Eddie, right. exactly. Eddie or Dangerous Toys not using the clown anymore for whatever. Oh, we're past that. Shit, fans get pissed off if they don't see that shit. I would do the same if I bought an L.A. Guns record and it didn't have the badge on there fucking somewhere. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think it's I didn't a, like Kiss when they took the makeup off. Same shit. Oh, you know what? I never saw Kiss without the makeup. Never. You I saw, saw him K- with the makeup, and then you saw him again with the makeup. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. I, I will say this: when I was when I was young. Okay. Uh, no, no. I saw actually. I saw Kiss Dynasty tour. Oh, seventy nine. Yep. And uh, oh yeah, you had to throw out the year, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And You're then. <laughs> I was only one. Yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> but then, uh, so I saw the iconic lineup before any breakup. Nice. You know, and then I saw the reunion uh, before the reunion, actually, and I think it was 96, yes, yep. where they did a warm up show at K Rock's Weenie Roast. Yep. And one of the scaffolding caught on fire, which was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> but that was rad. And then I saw them at the premiere because, you know, I live in L.A., so that's what we do out here. We go to movie premieres. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, the Kiss movie. What the hell was it? Detroit Rock City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to the movie premiere for that. Cheap Trick played the after party and uh, Cheap Trick and Kiss played. 
which awesome. is pretty damn awesome wow. over in Westwood by UCLA. That was really, really cool. It was like free food and drinks and it was like food trucks before food trucks was a thing. So, yeah. you know, there was an in and out food truck. So that's when I ate red meat and I was all over it. And, uh, you know, it was like top shelf liquor and, and just, it was fun, you know, to see kiss and cheap trick. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, when did I, I saw kiss again, I want to say the kiss cruise was the next time after that. Then I saw him at Honda center. I was working production for a company, uh, that was working that show, uh, that was right before COVID hit. So yeah, I've said, but it's all been with makeup. That's the whole point. Yeah. I just, I, I think I have the lick it up album and that was only given to me from somebody else that uh, the only reason I have it is because it was given to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the I, birthday gift you didn't want. Oh, <laughs> lick it up. Thanks. At least it still kind of sounded like, I don't know. I, I, There's some good songs on there. There's some, yeah. I'll say it. There's yeah, and you know, I didn't own anything, or at least I personally didn't go out and buy anything after Unmasked. Mm. And I, you know, I know Eric Carr was a great drummer, and there's some good stuff, you know. Uh, Creatures you know, of the Night is a great album. Yep. I know, it is. But that's one of the few post the period that you're talking about yeah. that is like yeah a, I know, yeah i don't hear know. anybody jumping up for up jumping up and down for joy for fucking hot, hot in the shade, shade. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and that was in stereo y'all yeah. freaking me out <laughs> even with latency that was in stereo <laughs> right <laughs> man this is uh this has been really awesome kind of getting to meet you johnny and just yeah. talk it was great to meet you too talk, you know there's talk and rock and roll with you I mean, uh, you know, there's there's still there's still so much that we can we can touch on. I mean, there was actually I even mentioned it while I'm here before I cut back in 97. My first pro gig it was a band called the Cunninghams on Warner Revolution Records. And uh, that's a band you should look up as well. OK, uh, right. that's a band I joined right after their album was done, you know, <laughs> but the tours that we did, we did cheap trick tours. We did an NXS tour. Wow. Uh, two months before Michael died. Holy moly. Um, so I kind of got to know him a little, and he was a sweetheart gem of a human being. Mm. Wow. Um, and a great that's, band live. That's priceless, man. That's that's a you, know, you got to spend time with someone legendary, and then all of a sudden, boom. Well, that's one thing, too, about the job that I do. I've got to meet some of my idols, mm -hmm. bands I grew up listening to, some I actually call friends these days. Amazing. Um I met my wife because of music. Yeah. Um, she was, she's a Bay area girl, but she was living up in Seattle at the time. And I was in that band, the Cunninghams that they just mentioned. the Billy Rowe story back. It, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, she, um, uh, but uh, yeah, that band, the Cunninghams was out of Seattle. We met each other because of music. And I'd say uh, a big chunk of people in my life is, is because of music. So I'm really, really blessed and grateful at the opportunities that music has been, doing for me and and for my family you know i make a living doing this when there's not covid yeah yeah <laughs> you know um you know because whether you believe it was real or not the reality is there was no work right you know right whether it was real or fake whether it was trump's fault or biden's fault there was still no fucking work yeah you know um bless you kiddo thank you sorry all right but um <laughs> drink some water yeah, drink some water, <laughs> stand on one foot, uh, bark like spin, a dog, spin. <laughs> um, but 
speak Spanish. <laughs> Actually, she does. Uh, she's half Mexican, half Italian. So super talent. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't piss her off. But, uh, <laughs> right. But, <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, uh, you know what I wish this industry is it right for everybody? No. No, you know, because it's, you know, it's sometimes, you know, within the course of the career, it's like it's filet mignon one day and McDonald's the next. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I always seem to land on my feet and I, I get to play with people that I admire. You were born to do it. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. You know, you I'm, well, I'm just, it's too late for you to turn around and try, you know, <laughs> juggling pretty, in the circus. Yeah, I will green. say I am. I am pretty decent at it. You know, I'm still getting used to it. You know, it's like. Speaking of like, you know, bands looking good, I'm still getting used to the new. Mullet. I like it. Yeah. I like you it. know? Yeah. I, like I, I had that. I had that, that uh, well, p- people say Ramones cause it was bangs, but it yeah. was like an inadvertent haircut. It just kind of worked for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, because if I was a true Ramones fan, I would have seen them live. Right. I was going to say, yeah, I know fair, we're going to, we're going to be, we're going to beat a dead horse, but um, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I feel like the photos that we're going to have on the montage on our intro, which we yeah. do after you leave the room. See, there's that, right. uh, me and Dave's golden ticket to talk shit. Um, <laughs> the, people will see the haircut you're talking about, which right. framed your, which framed your face. And right. this, well, is, this, this is this is quite see different. See if I can hear you guys. Actually, hey, you there? Hey, yeah, we're, we're here. here. Yeah, I gotta turn this shit up. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> Wait, no, I gotta turn it up on my end, fools. Okay. <laughs> how you doing? Hey, hey how you doing? Go. Yeah. So. Look at that. No, That's looking beautiful. good. A little bit of Sid. Like, little you know, bit of vapors Sid. meets vapors meets the jam kind of vapors. Yeah. Yeah. Just, what happened was, you know, my wife came to me one day. She's like, when are you going to cut that dated Ramones, Mick Mars looking mop? <laughs> and it was no disrespect to Mick Mars, you know, it's, you know, and I was just like, I got to do something. And, but, uh, and this is the outcome. Yeah. Well, you, you wear it well. You can, you, you definitely pull it off. I it's, like it. It's Bowie vicious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. You know. Nice. You know, kind of like, you know, Rachel Bolin ish. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm but still I going with the mullet, though. I'm it's still just, going uh, with the vapors. I like that. Yeah, you're not turning Japanese while cameras are rolling, though. <laughs> you can't say that these days. That's racist. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't mean it that way. I'm talking about a well, really. Well, it doesn't fun matter if you mean it that way. It's all, it's all racist. <laughs> okay. Well, it's just, it's, it's I'm a sticking title, to my but... guns here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't no say anything these days. That's, uh, Man. And it's not so just, oh, let's, oh, don't even get me started. It's not just older or younger people or anything. It's just, you can't say comedians. Comedians can't be comedians anymore. Yeah. And that was the whole point of seeing a comedian, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To bust your balls and be offensive. Bust everybody's balls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's why we have a. That's why we have a podcast. Jason, where do you live? In Austin, Texas. Oh shit! You're both in Austin. Okay. Yeah. Is there an amusement? You don't have a Six Flags out there, do you? In Houston area. That's yeah. that's what, a couple area. hours. There's San, San Antonio, an hour away. There's Fiesta, Texas. It's pretty much an amusement. There's a Sea World down there, etc. Because yeah. I want to, I want to come out to Austin and spend a few days. You know, and you should do Come some on. stuff. 
Come on down, yeah, man. Uh, uh, SeaWorld, or uh, what is it? Fiesta Texas is about yeah. an hour away in San Antonio. Yeah. Um, and I get back to San Antonio a uh, fair amount. My parents are still there. My best, you know, one of my best friends is there. So it's not that far. We drive to concerts there all the time, you know. I just right. went and saw a, a gig a couple weeks ago, drove down and back the same night. That I don't recommend that, but it's doable. Oh. Oh, I think that's the only way to go. I'm I'm down there next month opening for Riot, so I'm gonna yeah, go down Jason, there. Yeah, Jason. Jason's my... one of these guys that drives, you know, four hours to the Riot. gig, and oh, as soon as he gets Riot? off stage, he drives home. Yeah, Riot. Yeah, Riot. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not really the Riot that we all know, but it's right, right. it's Riot. It's Riot. God, why? That's the thing. I don't want to talk about me. One time, I want to just geek out on some shit. You know, just on bands we all listen to, or maybe even sure. still listen to. Oh, yeah. Like, actually, yeah. this is a cool question. Really quick to you guys. Uh, any shows coming up besides Priest uh, that you guys are looking forward to seeing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Guns in Faster Pussycat <laughs> with uh, Tom, Tom Kiefer yeah. in June. Oh, is that in Austin? It's Yeah, well, it's in North Austin, so it's a bit of a drive, but uh, it's doable. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, Armored St. Michael Schenker and Wasp in San Antonio. Who's playing with a Wasp? I almost I said know. that. Like, I, I don't was, know who's, who's in Blackie's band. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I know my buddy Mike was, you know, Mike Dubke? He was playing with Wasp for a while. Young guy, really cool. I don't even know if he's young. He just looks young. God, he's a good-looking guy. Um, but he's an amazing drummer. I, at the jam nights, I always like to request playing with, he's one of the drummers I like mm. playing with. He's a cool guy, but, um, so Armored Saint, Sandoval Love Brothers, yeah. those guys, speaking of jam night, I did some Judas Priest songs with them and, uh, those are sweethearts. So it's Southern California boys. Yes. You know, uh, uh, probably then, with Gonzo and Phil. Yeah. I had met, uh, yes. Gonzo and Phil. I, I met Mr. Bush a couple of times when he was an anthrax. He was yep. he was a cool guy. Yeah, he's the best. We've had some fun with Bush. Bands, it should have been bigger. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. But everybody that within our scene digs, you know. Yeah. yeah. And actually to have met them, they're just really, really cool people, you know, and that just makes me like a band more. Yeah. Well, they they write great songs. They've been very consistent, even with Bush. Bush's voice is insane. Yeah, he, totally. that guy's voice. He can sing yeah. anything, and yeah. it's, he's got that. It just sounds like him. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, my you know, speaking of gigs that we're looking forward to, my son is now 14 years old, so he's got the concert bug, and he is way into thrash band. So we're going to see Sepultura. We're going to see Testament. Uh, we're right. going to see Municipal Waste. Uh, the Testament bill includes uh, Exodus and Death Angel. So That's called Bay Area Strikes Back. Yeah. So we're, Mark, we've got Mark, all that on the Mark, calendar. Mark Osagata, Death Angel. Yeah. Osagata, yeah. Is he still yep. with? Yep. Fun fact, my wife went to high school with him. Here we go. Hence wow. the Bay Area. Hence the Billy Rowe. Hence the, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exodus. Fucking Michael Butler was in that band. That's yeah. right. Michael was yeah, an American right. heartbreak. Yeah, that's he's right. In the butlers. That's right. Yeah, and the Butlers. We played. LA Guns played a show with the Butlers. Do you know yeah. Craig Bearhorst? I do not. But he's if I saw his face, if he's I saw the... his face, though, I'd probably yeah. say I do not. <laughs> so he's, I do. he's in the Butlers, so he knows Billy. And he well, then, knows. I, I probably, obviously, probably met him. 
Yeah. And Billy Rowe as well. Wasn't yeah. Billy? Yeah, Billy. Billy was a butler, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's your testament? Mr. Tempesta was in that, and he's a sweetheart. Yep. Oh, yeah. I forgot to text him. So I'm at a Frankie and the Studs rehearsal uh, the other day at this uh, place in L.A., and the cult was loading out. But I didn't know it was the cult loading out at the time. I'm sitting in my car and I'm on a business call before rehearsal. So I'm just like looking, seeing people walk out. I'm all, that looks like Tempesta. I didn't even, I I didn't think it was his hair grew a bit. And all of a sudden I find out it was the cure uh, loading out. And I'm friends with him. That's my whole point. I did not say hi to him. So, but he didn't say hi to me either. So I can (laughs) call him out on that. Well, maybe Uh he didn't recognize the new haircut. That's that's probably yep. what it is. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly right. Because... That's the thing, too, with this COVID thing. I just wanted to turn things around and start new. You that's know, fine. yeah, uh, fine. well, and, and it, your and your wife's happier with this new cut as well. I think we're all we're all happy. Yeah, well, you came <laughs> on you came on camera and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. See? And now you love me. Um, <laughs> well, oh, but anyways, back to bands we're looking forward to seeing. There's some, uh, there's Supergrass. You guys familiar with them? Out of yeah, haven't familiar. heard that name in a long time. Amazing, amazing band. Uh, that is one of those bands that should have been bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of Brit pops at times, but yeah. their their songwriting is, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unconventional. Yeah. Uh, with chord changes and stuff like that. You know, they have, they have, you, there's like some blur and oasis vibe in their music because they're English and came out around, you know, the time mm. of those bands. But then there's some stuff that'll just blow your mind with some Beatles kind of songwriting. And, but some of their stuff is really guitar heavy. So they're playing the Wilton. I had tickets for that two years ago, but COVID screwed that up. Mm. You know, but so I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And I'm just really looking forward to just getting back out on the road in general. Yeah. Because we see a lot of bands, even on, on days off. Like I remember one time with Jesse, we had a day off in, in Glasgow, Scotland. So we're like, oh, let's go see Elvis Costello. So I got, you awesome. know, and, it's, and, you know, and it's kind of a cool story to say, oh, yeah, I was in a different country and saw some of my favorite bands, you yeah. know. Yeah. On a day off from work. I saw a big audio dynamite on a day off in Newcastle, England. So wait, what year was that? 89. That's fucking rad. Yeah. When I was playing with Jesse, big audio dynamite got back together. So I want to say this is 2011 or 2012. Mm-hmm. I saw them in New York City. That was rad. Awesome. So, and I was right there front row. Everyone else is in the VIP section. I'm going to screw that. I'm the kid. I'm that guy that still gets in the pit. I just saw the Dickies last weekend. I was in the fucking pit. Wow. Now I didn't slam, but I was pushing guys off, mm-hmm. you know, the courtesy push, you know sure. what I mean? But I made sure I was fucking right there. Yeah. You know, I like to be in the thick of it. I'm a fan, you know, sure, uh, at the Slayer show. I will say that in Japan, there was a pit and I went into it. Whoa. And it was the circle pit that no one was really hitting hard, but I got into that. And that was what, only four years ago, um, yeah. whenever Loud Park was, when the missing piece came out, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. oh, five, seventeen, yeah. Jesus. You know, I'll still get in the pit, you know, yeah. because I feel it, and it just it it feels great to be. I'm that kid, you know. I want yeah, that's I, awesome. I, I don't want to stand far away, you know, because I, I I'm not getting that. Oh, sure. that, that energy from the band. I want to feel that energy from the band. I'm not going to feel it 
in, in Lowe's. You know what I mean? I'm not going to feel it in VIP. I'm going to feel it right there. Where Johnny, you still, the, Johnny you, you still got the fire. Oh, love you it. Still, you still oh, got the fire. That's what it is. And, and whenever I'm on tour, I'll get a call from my wife. She's all, oh, yeah. And this was a couple of years ago. Speaking of, of Slayer, she's all, oh, yeah, me and my girlfriend, we're going to uh, we're going to Slayer and Lamb of God. I'm all nice. <laughs> and then another night she's like, oh, yeah, me and some friends were going to Bauhaus. That was just that was right before well, COVID. And there was another one, too, and this pissed me off. She's all, oh, I got put on the list for the private Troubadour show for Depeche Mode. Bummer. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's going to all these cool shows without me. And it's not that she's going to shows without me. She's going to them, and, and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Oh, man. So that's, like I, that's why I like rubbing it in. Like when I was in New York, you know, and I saw all these cool bands. Like I saw uh, The Kills. Really cool band out in New York. Uh, and I saw Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. And, you know, and like I mentioned, I saw Big Audio Dynamite. I got to see, um, oh, my God. What's the band? Kiss. Guitar player, drummer. Uh, wasn't the Ramones. It wasn't it, Motorhead. It, was, it, it wasn't, wasn't Judas Priest. Glessner. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> well, we can edit this out <laughs> dan arbach's band oh the black keys thank black you yeah yeah i saw them in new york oh, with that one this is a black keys album mm -hmm. yeah 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 i got yeah That's good I shit, just, man oh just great and have you heard dan arbach solo stuff no no great and he has another band which is even more amazing called the ark it's either the ark or the arcs okay such good stuff. There's good stuff out there, you know. Like yeah. one of my favorite bands, uh, 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 um, Arctic Monkeys. Okay, mm -hmm. amazing band. Yeah, talented. And it's you know another British. And it seems like a lot of the bands are coming out of England, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know the Struts, obviously, really cool live band. I just yeah. like the vibe. Yeah. You know, do I like Greta Van Fleet? I I, I think they fill a void. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's everyone right. disses on them because they sound like Led Zeppelin. That's good because there is no Led Zeppelin. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think it's fine. And they're on tour with Metallica. What are you going to, who's yeah. going to get people? I can't complain game? about, you know, if you're out there doing it, I'm not going to complain. No. Is, is yeah. some of their music my thing? Maybe not, but you know what? You know, it's like, I, I hate, you know, like see people arguing. It's like with the politics thing, I see people arguing over bands that get really pissed off. Like this album is horrible. It doesn't sound like the last album. I'm like, wow, you're really that pissed off about it? Yeah, but they got more gigs than I do. So what the yeah, fuck? Listen to the last <laughs> album then. Don't listen to the new album. Right. If the new album's pissing you off, take it off. Take it off the right. turntable. Yeah, throw it's it in the garbage. Yeah, change the, change the channel. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else I can help you with? Right? <laughs> Very simple. Oh, man. Um, Johnny, we're going to have to let you track. go, man. We got to do a part I two know. or something today or somewhere down the line. Great because, hanging with you today, Yeah, John. this has been so much fun Jason, and there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, um, Jason, it was a pleasure. Jason, wait a minute there, Dave. Wait your turn. Uh, <laughs> Jason, it was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, I'm going to be in Austin. When am I going to be there, Dave? June 25th. I'm going to be in Austin June 25th. <laughs> So okay. you guys shall be on the list. That's not far away. Thank you. That's not yeah. far away at all. I've got rehearsals no. in two months. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. So 
Well, awesome. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, I I just loved having you on the show today. I've been wanting to do this, as you know, for months now. So I'm glad we were able to finally connect. And yeah, you know, the, the touring schedule and everything else, it just didn't work. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I know. You, I like, blew you. I know. I literally, I seriously blew you off. I must have been four or five times, and it's, <laughs> I think we even may have had one or two booked that I had to bow out of. What yeah. a dick. What the, I, can't, oh, I didn't that, even know that's, about this. That's actually one of my hashtags. I'm a dick. <laughs> what a dick. So, <laughs> um, so there, you can find him online, folks. You look yeah. for him on social media. Uh, hashtag what a dick. Type in <laughs> penis. <laughs> I mean, I know I said I like to talk shit, but we didn't. I, I know. I just think I was just trying to, you know, uh, test the waters here. So that our next uh, conversation will be a lot more in depth. But that, you know, we, we awesome. kind of. We haven't scratched a service. We're just, you know, you got, the, you know, whoever, you know, got to know me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think it's great for the podcast here to, and listeners here to, you know, da, 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 meet Johnny Martin. Yeah, so you that's know, what this that's is. Good. And you know what? You may want to use that with your opening sequence, you know, with a meet Johnny Martin thing. And then we'll go on to the real thing. Uh, sure. Uh, well, the we, next one. We, because we still have to cut our intro. I do have grievances, though, but that's one thing. And it's not just talking shit. It's grievances. And I really want to get those out because it's not just L.A. grievances. It, it's a worldwide. Well, actually, it's sure. a United States problem, but okay. it's nothing political, but it's just a grievance. And okay. I think it's that we as a society can help to make me happy. As long as we can talk about rock and roll in between grievance, you know, it's grievance, rock and, rock and roll, roll, grievance, it, rock and roll. It's, it's, it's connected. It's all oh, connected. Good. That's fair too. Right. Okay, Johnny, sweetheart. Thank you, Johnny. Thank All you for right. being here today. Thank yeah. you for having me, Dave. I love you. Love you too, love man. Looking forward to David. seeing you. Uh, back at you. Always, thank you for being a dear friend through the years. I really appreciate it. Back and, at uh, you, man. I appreciate it too, and uh, I appreciate you being here on the show today. On behalf of my co-host Jason McMaster, I'm Metal Dave, along with our special guest Johnny Martin from LA Guns. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast. Thank you, guys.